All right, intro, intro, intro. Should memorize it. Hello, friends and fiends. Welcome to But uh, I I should I probably could do it without <laughs> it, but here we are. I like the I like the comfort of the words. Hello, friends and fiends. Welcome to Bugs Need Heroes, a podcast where an artist and an entomologist team up to illustrate the inspiring abilities of insects by creating bug-themed superheroes. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kelly. Producer Derek and Desdemona are also here. Before we get started creating this bug-inspired hero, what's bugging you, Kelly? Well, Amanda, how can anything be bugging me today on the day of your birth? Happy <laughs> birthday! Birth. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I'm excited. My co-host and my dear friend was born today, and I get to long distance celebrate that with you by recording a podcast <laughs> yeah you think you'd sleep in on your birthday but my children crawled into my bed about 20 minutes before my alarm was set to go off to whisper happy birthday into oh my ear. that's so cute uh as i said I got, I got this nice pony bead necklace from my son <laughs> uh very pretty a- apparently it was entirely his idea he like saw the pony beads at his grandmother's house and came to whisper into daddy's ear can we make a necklace for mommy for her birthday (laughs) and there was subterfuge to make sure that they got it done for me oh that's nice it's funny because he like he hasn't been to kindergarten yet you know so like the adorable but not really functional art craft <laughs> like isn't really a thing he's experienced yet because he hasn't been to kindergarten but here but we he are. knew to make you a necklace so that's cool he knew and it is it is one bead three two beads three three beads three four beads so he had like a little well, he's got a little theme going on he's, he's, a, he's plan. got math brains he's got math brains there's nothing i could do about it He'll have to get math help from his dad, not from me. <laughs> I don't have math brains. <laughs> I also, I know as a scientist, people assume I have math brains and I, I don't, not really. My husband, the programmer, he's got math brains. So he helps me when I have trouble with that stuff. I was good at math until about fifth grade, till till fractions showed up. Because I was <laughs> sick the day fractions were introduced, like to the class. And I forever felt like I didn't quite grasp fractions because I had missed that very first day. Oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah, like I never caught up, you know? But I, uh, I'm all right with... Here I am. With, mo- with a lot of math, I think it's really just having to learn new statistical analyses from my research has been a little bit of a, a time. But now everything, you just put it in, a, in Python and it... It does it for me, so it's not too bad. I just have to learn uh, Python. <laughs> oh, and I hear that's not cute. I hear, I hear Python's the worst, but I don't know because I literally don't know. The only thing I use math for these days is for crochet projects. Oh. Um, and I need to show you what I have accidentally done. Yeah, I would uh, love to so see I was, it. So I was trying to crochet a neck pillow, you know, just like around your neck. Mm-hmm. Like an um, airplane? Yes, precisely, for comfort. For my dear sister, who um, hopefully doesn't hear this part (laughs) before Christmas. Uh, The problem is I wanted to use a comfortable yarn. And the comfortable yarn is bigger. 
And so I was following the pattern and just trying to like adjust for size. And mm -hmm. I did not follow through entirely. I should have followed through entirely because what should have been a neck pillow. Um, this is meant to be one leg of the neck pillow. Uh, oh, it's, it's big. It's quite it's large. Quite large. Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder if you could tell what it eventually hopes to be. Yeah, I think so. Okay, great, great, great. Maybe having a big one will be more comfortable. That's, I like last night I was doing some math because I was like, I got to reduce it by, because I reduced it kind of by a third and I should have reduced it by half. Mm. Um, so I was like quickly doing like, can I restart and still get it done? Do I just commit to the bit at this point? It's just going to be huge and that's fine. So I've committed to the can bit. Can you We're just make it a little shorter now, uh, even though it's uh, wide? Theoretically, but like then the two sides. Sit, right? Yeah. So I think yeah. I'm just going to commit to the bit and it's going to be a boppy sized head <laughs> pillow. Um, you, can't you do like an off, like an off centered color on the one arm? I, I, yeah, I think what I'm going to end up doing Pretend is I'm it's artistic. Gonna, I'm just going to finish the big <laughs> version and then I might just make a smaller version and hope that the timing on that works out. We're at that beautiful time of year where everyone's scrambling for gifts. So all my ads are like very Christmas? targeted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. In my building, they put up, there's full Christmas decorations and it's too soon. We haven't even had Thanksgiving yet. It hurts. It hurts me. But yeah, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. And my building has a menorah and two Christmas trees and a bunch of poinsettias downstairs already. It's too soon. We actually have our Christmas tree up, but it's not, I'm not to blame. I'm not to blame <laughs> because we got a screaming deal on it. And so I was like, yeah, you just got to buy it now. Cause it's, oh. do you do you a know, real tree? No, it is a fake tree, fake tree. which I know living in the Pacific Northwest is like close to sacrilege around here. Cause it's like <laughs> where, where the trees grow, you have to buy a real tree, but like they're dang old expensive. I can't imagine what people are paying in non tree areas of the world for a real Christmas tree. Yeah. We, we do a plastic tree too. Um, mostly cause I don't want my cats eating pine needles because they will, cause they'll eat everything and Finn will try to climb it and, <laughs> You know, it's just it's too much. Well, a one-eyed, three-legged cat trying to climb a real tree is something. That's it's like something. a Christmas song. It's like the sequel to like the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. You're like, it's a one-eyed, three-legged cat trying to climb a Christmas tree. <laughs> you could write a book. You could write a children's book about, about poor old it, man trying to climb the Christmas tree. Put it on our children's book list that right. you and I will Go be creating. At some point. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Christmas, we're doing a, a this very special episode <laughs> of Bugs Need Heroes of Christmas. Uh, oh, you guys sing this. The requisite song is Christmas time. Is here again. <laughs> oh God! Christmas the peanuts. Time is here. <laughs> uh, we don't care much for the Christmas special, but that Halloween special makes my son laugh every single time when Charlie, poor Charlie Brown goes, I got a rock. <laughs> he says it all year round, all year round. I got a rock. Oh, I'm not a, I'm not a peanuts fan. Sorry, listeners. That'll probably put me, in, put me in internet jail, but I'm just uh, not a, not a fan. Because, because 
my husband's mother loves peanuts. So it mm. has like introduced itself into our world via grandmas. <laughs> anyway, oh, speaking he? of Christmas, <laughs> she's eating her in her cat gogurt. Nom, nom, nom. My cats love the cat gogurt. We're gonna we gotta just share on Instagram a video of Desi eating gogurt now. <laughs> She's so cute. Rotunda's the one who eats it at a speed that has previously been undiscovered by man. She just <laughs> she inhales it. it down. Yeah. She thinks about eating it and it's gone. It sprays everywhere because she's licking so fast. Oh no, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, speaking of Christmas. <laughs> speaking of Christmas. Speaking of the of gifts. Um, the gifts that keep on giving bugs. So we're covering two uh, Christmassy or, yeah, I guess Christmassy themed. Wintery. Bugs today. Yeah. So one, well, we're taking a trip to the land down under. Down under. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to do an accent. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I don't I think I can. Bluey, I can do it. Uh, I don't think know. I can do Austria. Maybe like da- down under, over, down like, under, down under a little bit. <laughs> yeah, my uh, uh, I know Australia for the crocodile hunter, um, Chris Hemsworth and his brothers, and uh, Kylie Minogue. I think is Australian. Yes, yeah, yeah. So. so we got a lot of good stuff coming out of Australia. Plus, oh, my friend Michael, who listens, Michael the pilot. Love you, buddy. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I'm not, not hearing any huge negatives here. No, so far, no negatives. <laughs> and I'd say that the Christmas beetle, which is the bug we're covering today, is uh, also a pretty rad little dude. Have you heard of these before, Amanda? Um, I don't think so. I, I think the only time I've heard of them before is when we've discussed, like, should we do a Christmas episode last year? Uh, <laughs> And now we're back to do a Christmas episode. Yeah, they um they're they're called Christmas beetles because they they really come out around Christmas time in Australia, and they love because they're on the opposite hemisphere of us, right? Right, we're, southern hemisphere. So their summer is is our winter. Mm-hmm. So it's warm in Australia now, while it's getting cold here. Right. Just making sure we're all yeah. bug wise. <laughs> um, it but, would be uh, weird to have hotness at Christmas time. It would be especially yeah. weird because they still consume Western media, so they're still watching snowy Christmas. I assume they must have like a cottage industry of Christmas movies set in Australia, so that it's warm outside. They they must. I'm they sure must. they do. Right, Australians, please shout out. Let me know if there's Christmas movies that are set in Australia, oh, so that it's yeah. warm outside. Do they, do they have like a, like we have Lifetime and yeah, it's just a, yeah. a stream of Christmas Christmas movies all set in Canada. And it has exploded in recent years. <laughs> I feel like there used to be like one or two Christmas Hallmark Channel movies. And now it's like October 30th. They're announcing the list of 65 new Christmas <laughs> so movies. I don't Prepare watch your eye holes. <laughs> My best friend Jeff loves these Christmas movies and he makes his wife watch them and they're he watches them because they're terrible. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The they're just, yeah. They're just horribly s- acted, salty, crackery, in your mouth with no nutrition at all. <laughs> it's got a what's her name, uh, Cameron 
from Fall uh, Full House. She's in a bunch of them. Oh yeah, she did a bunch. She did a bunch of like keeping the keeping the G and Jesus Christmas <laughs> <Yeah>. movies. <laughs> My mother also loves them. She, you know, it's there's not a lot of deep emotions, but like it's like surface level emotions of like. Yeah. I'm sad that Christmas was ruined this year, but not like, you know, like deep stuff because you know, watching the movie that Christmas won't be ruined. No. It'll be fine. Actually. Well, it's, it's always like woman, woman is <laughs> too dedicated woman. to her career. <laughs> has to go home to <laughs> small to podunk town and falls in love with a dude. She went to high school. <laughs> always. That's always. like, that's like the quintessential one. That's, <laughs> that's the Christmas Hallmark movie. And, like, at this point, they're, like, starting to, like, play with that trope and see how they can subvert expectations, which I think is, like, I think you could write a whole dissertation on, like, the evolution of Christmas movies and how they reflect modern culture and how they flip tropes on their head. Like, The Christmas Prince is the most Christmas movie (laughs) that's ever happened. And they turned it into, like, a whole series. And every single one was, like, bam, 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 bam christmas movies and i was like i'm in like she's riding th- she's riding on a horse and i'm like oh man she's riding on that horse i hope wolves don't show up and then you know what happens wolves, wolves. show up <laughs> and you're like oh no the wolves the wolves show up in an in? area where where no wolves exist like, exactly they're like yeah. the you know because it's always like this teeny tiny little previously un discussed country that exists in this alternate christmas universe yeah yeah. they live in this eensy weensy like 100 kilometer (laughs) country that's basically just one basically Liechtenstein. yeah exactly it's like they're all named things like Liechtenstein too they're all sarkovia maldovia uh christmas and stein you know they're all stuff like that because i think i'm clearly doing a christmas mentioned this before but i've been to Liechtenstein, and i'm pretty sure their prince waved at me from the castle window (laughs) (laughs) it's funny Liechtenstein gets like cited in one of my favorite like radio plays the princess of Liechtenstein ends up like being a regular character and Mm -hmm. i'm always like are you allowed to do this are you allowed (laughs) to just like make up a princess for a whole country and then put her in your radio play well we we do have um so producer derek mentioned that christmas beetle can be our hometown hunk for this episode oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he, he's running around pronouncing things nar. that's the big thing on tiktok is the australians say no is nar. i like their rhyming slang so australians oh have rhyme slang which is very cool the way australians choose to nickname things is so good uh, yeah, they have the best nicknames. They have the best nicknames for things because they're like, oh no, you've got, I gotta think of something serious that they think, you know, like dollars become dollary dues. Uh, <laughs> going down to get some chippies or go, or go everything's <laughs> oohs and ees. And I'm like, I'm on board. I'm on board. It's great. It just seems like everyone's having fun. Uh, I guess if we're going to generalize an entire country, we're, at least we're doing it in a positive way. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Australia. Like- we're working purely on stereotype alone here. Yeah, we're big fans. Um, but the the Christmas beetle, so they name this little beetle. It comes in these beautiful iridescent colors. It can be green or brown or like a golden color. Um, and they, you know, like most beetles, they like all beetles, they go through egg, larva, pupa, adult. But all this is happening throughout the spring and summer. And they emerge as adults around Christmas. 
And what I was reading about was they love to swarm Christmas lights. They're like really attracted to the lights. So if you put a bunch of Christmas lights up around your house in Australia, particularly the uh, the east eastern coast of Australia, you'll get a bunch of Christmas beetles. They're coming for your lights. See, I looking at them, I would have thought they they're not around Christmas and they're kind of shiny and bright. Yeah, they're shiny. Little jingle bells. They themselves are the lights, but it's funny that they actually <laughs> are attracted to the lights as well. Yeah. Like, no, I'm the light of this house. Mm. They're they're pretty big. They're uh, two to three centimeters, which is like oh, eight, wow. eight to one and a quarter inches. So they're big old boys. I was yeah. thinking they were going to be like, like little guys, a little like stink bug sized. Oh, they're, okay. They're big old boys. Yeah, they're big. They're cute. They like eucalyptus trees so if you're in australia and you want to find christmas beetles you can do that by looking for eucalyptus woodlands um i think they're in a particular park in sydney too they can uh, watch out for drop bears though if you're gonna yeah. Eucalyptus <laughs> trees. yeah worry about the drop bears you don't want to deal with those <laughs> although they're probably so used to it they don't care um and they are terrible flyers if you remember stag beetles always, always. <laughs> these these big old chunky boys just cannot fly bless their hearts <laughs> they they remind me looking at them and being obviously from north america they remind me of june beetles yes yeah they have that same very june beetle i'd say it's the classic they're scarabs they're scarab, scarab shape they're yeah. round with that beautiful I can never say the word ca- carapace. Carapace, you got it. It's because it's your uh, birthday. You said it correctly. Yes, I am blessed on this day to be able to say carapace. Uh, but they, there's a like, classic cute little beetle shape. And I'm looking at pictures of them and they're quite iridescent. They're yeah, yeah. White, gold, and green, and brown. They're cute. They're a cute little bug. I would be okay with these guys showing up around. Oh, here's a, one on a Santa hat. That's adorable. Um, <laughs> this wouldn't yeah, bother you big. if you got a bunch of these guys around in your house around Christmas. I'm sure it would annoy me. Well, not in your life. house, but like on your house. Yeah. Around, but I'd go hunting for these dudes if I was in, <laughs> in Australia at Christmas. I'd go find some. Well, what's really, well. well, what's really cool is there's an app. Um, oh. I put a, a link to it in the show notes. So Derek will put that on the website. But um, I believe the Australian Muse- Museum has created an app that will help you identify them. So you can take your kids out and go look for these beetles and put them in the app. Um, and it probably helps scientists to to locate kind of where the beetles are. Right. Uh, I, I just happened to click on this article and it sounds like this the Christmas beetle is like our woolly bear in that people used to see them all the time as kids and now mm-hmm. they're adults going where are all the Christmas beetles? Which is so sad because if you have like a bug associated or any animal associated with the holiday and yeah. it stops showing up, what a bummer for that what holiday. A bummer. But hopefully it's hopefully that they're they're out there. You're just not in the dirt like you were when you were a kid. <laughs> well, there are um, they are in decline. At least sightings sightings are in decline and scientists are trying to kind of figure out what's going on with them. Um, it's likely due to eucalyptus woodland decline, so habitat loss. Uh, right. That's usually a, a killer for many species as people expand out to build our homes and our shopping centers. We lose habitat. And these guys are just unfortunately less cute than a koala 
Right. Phillips is being replanted in places for koalas, not necessarily these guys. For these little dudes. Um, But there's another another link in the show notes that will show how you, our, our Australian friends and listeners, what you can do to help the populations of these beetles. So check that out. Um, apparently, I don't, I do not condone this, but they are edible. Please don't eat them, <laughs> but you can eat them. I dare say most bugs are edible if you're willing <laughs> to give it a try. I feel like most bugs you could fry up in a pan and be like, mm, here we go. I guess unless it's venomous. I don't know how. Yeah, you, you don't want to eat something with a venom sack unless you can remove the venom sack safely and, you know go from there but don't don't eat the christmas beetle unless you're stranded out in the wilds of australia and you have nothing At else christmas to time. eat and it's christmas time yeah you've gone back to your hometown unfortunately <laughs> it's been overrun by beetles <laughs> your your house that you never went back to ever since your family died in a horrible car crash because christmas movies sometimes are a little sad uh so you neglected your your home and it was taken over by the Christmas beetles. By the Christmas no beetles. <laughs> to eat those beetles in revenge. Oh, poor little beetles. Um, but yeah, they don't They don't have like, you know, usually we talk about beetle superpowers. Uh, they've got good night vision. They usually see them around at night. And like I said, they're attracted to your, to your Christmas lights. Um, they can fly poorly. <laughs> Sounds like he's just a dude. He's just a little beautiful dude. (laughs) Pretty little guy who hangs out around Christmas. He's got the armor of a scarab beetle. He can climb things. You know, he's a he's a basic beetle boy. We love a basic beetle boy around here. We do. Uh, But I just love that Australia has this like cool little Christmas bug, essentially. You know, where's the episode of Bluey where they find Christmas bugs? Oh, they haven't they haven't mentioned Christmas beetles on Bluey yet? No, but they did mention so the Christmas episode of Bluey that I'm most so there's two Christmas episodes. There's one where Santa is on the veranda. He's a veranda Santa. (laughs) And he gives gifts. But the other one is Christmas Swim. Apparently that's a thing in Australia. You know, because it's hot. So you open your Christmas presents and then you go get in the pool. (laughs) You go down to the beach and do a little Christmas spin. Christmas yeah. swim. That's cool. I like that. I mean, these again, this is not at all. Uh, I don't know how Australians really live. This is just how they live on Bluey. Bluey. <laughs> this is my main source material. Well, if we are Australian listeners, feel free to send us an email and tell us how you live. Yeah, how do you celebrate Christmas in Australia? Let us we're know. interested. You wrap up your native trees and lights? I know. Okay, so that being said, mm-hmm. I... Do you remember a book I had as a kid? Or maybe my friend had, it doesn't matter. But it was about Santa taking vacation right after Christmas. Like, he delivers all the toys and then he goes on holiday. And I oh, think cute. on holiday to Australia. Because I'm having memories of a palm tree wrapped in Christmas lights. <laughs> this but feels I, familiar to me. Like, maybe, yeah. I don't think I've read this book, but I think maybe I've I'm gonna seen it. it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a picture of it to you. <laughs> one is there like a surfboard involved maybe yeah i feel like he gets sunburned at one point in the book because he's been laying on the beach and he's you know used to the cold very cute uh we do how sorry i was just gonna ask how long do christmas beetles last 
Um, so they can live for about it. Their total life cycle is about a year. Um, okay. As adults, about a month. So you see them for a month crawling around, eating eucalyptus. They spend their larval stage in the soil. So you won't see them until they're they're big, shiny guys hanging out on your eucalyptus trees. So you may be familiar with the Christmas movie. Speaking of Christmas movies, uh, the Christmas Chronicles with our our friend Kurt Russell as sexy Santa Claus. I've I've not seen them, but I've seen the promo for a quite sexy Kurt Kurt Russell Santa. (laughs) Yes, he is. He is a Santa Claus who could still get it. But... A fun fact, his real life lady wife, emotional wife, Goldie Hawn plays Mrs. Claus in that. I think that's Oh, that's so very cute. cute. Yeah. So cute. But I love that first movie, but the only problem with it is that the elves are bad. Sometimes people try to put an original spin on the elves and it's always a mistake. That being said, can we make Christmas Beetle we can we have two options here. We can make it oh, okay. hometown hunk or we can make it the <laughs> We replace the elves at the North Pole. With oh my Christmas God! Beetle. With Christmas Beetle, I love it. <laughs> so the Christmas Beetle helps help Santa pack up all the gifts. Yes, I'm, I'm thinking he builds them because scarabs are often using yeah. their little arms to little do things. Arms. I think he's standing at the production line. Using Making all his multi arms to make stuff, and then he's wearing a little jaunty hat at a jaunty angle. I love it. It's gonna. Is he gonna have little, um, little shoes with bells? Uh, yes, I think he just needs to be like literally still a bug. <laughs> <laughs> like he just is still the bugs. Like yeah. but he's he's the size of a child. That's what I want. I like that. That's fun. <laughs> sketching some bugs building yeah so you're, you're gonna keep beetle as beetle he's just a beetle he's just for this beetle. for this right i like that that's cute <laughs> are, you, are you gonna involve santa claus are we gonna see santa in the oh, background i don't i don't uh, is santa also a bug no santa's just santa but he's Sorry, surrounded Derek, by bugs Derek's, Derek's upset with our twist in the premise so <laughs> If we're going to do that, then let's switch to the next bug we wanted to talk about for this episode um, and make a, a hero for them. Okay, sounds sounds good. Okay, so what's so what's the next guy? We were, you just mentioned that we were going to do two. So we have Christmas right. Beetle. Before I get too deep into the lore here of what <laughs> Christmas Beetle is up to, I need to see how he'll I love interact Christmas with Beetle. I'm into it. Um, he wants so... to be a dentist. <laughs> There are two types of hair streak, which is a type of butterfly. Um, okay, hold on, say it again. It's a what? It's called a hair streak. Did I what? did I get a weird accent there? Sometimes I have no. I just I just wasn't accent. sure I was hearing you right because hair streak like like I've dyed a funky color into yeah, my hair. Yeah, yeah, just I'm, like that. What? <laughs> so there's the greater purple hair streak and Johnson's hair streak. Uh, you're probably going to be more interested in the greater purple because Johnson's is a little bland. Yeah, I think Derek is putting photos in the Discord. The greater purple is very, very pretty. Purple is such a... I, th- I really feel like bugs have the corner on purple. There's not a mm. lot of purple in the world that just shows up on animals. I, th- I really can't bugs- think of a single mammal. 
Bug no, it's just bugs and birds. We don't we don't do purple. Oh, they are beautiful though. Mm -hmm. So these two species of butterfly, these hair streaks, depend solely on mistletoe for their life cycle. <gasps> we love mistletoe for Christmas. Yes. And where are these guys found? Are they being found in North America? Or these are in the still U.S. In, still in, okay, 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 okay. Wow. This one's a Colorado hair streak. It's very purple. But, um, yeah, so they rely only on mistletoe for their whole life cycle, from eggs to adults. And if we know... I don't know how much do you know about mistletoe as far as Christmas goes. I know for Christmas, you're supposed to smooch under it. Mm -hmm. And I know that in real life, it's not good for the trees it grows on. Right. It's, it's like a life sucker. <laughs> a, a, a parasite. <laughs> a parasite. I, I was like worried that parasite wasn't the right, like parasitic, like wasn't quite the right. Because sometimes we fall into things where it's like, oh, they're... I, I want to say that they're symbiotic and people are like, oh, no, they just work together, but they're not symbiotic. And I'm like, what's the what's the hard line of like what <laughs> what becomes symbiotic? So I wasn't sure if they were parasitic or if they were just not good. Yeah, these are these are parasitic. Um, so mistletoe relies on other trees for its nutrients. It'll tap into uh, to a trunk and um, kind of take the nutrients from the tree. Normally we find them on oaks. Uh, big oak trees. The druids were big fans of of mistletoe back in the day. We have writing from Romans from Roman sources about how they revered mistletoe. And is mistletoe what kills Balder in the end? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So our buddy Balder, Balder in uh, Norse mythology, um, which I think we briefly touched on with Doctor Nordvig in the in the. I think yeah. Did we talk about Balder? Um, I think we very briefly. I think those were the things I knew about <laughs> about <laughs> Norse myth myths. Well, the the gist is Balder has dreams that he's he's dying. Something kills him, and he's scared. So he goes to his father Odin and his mother Frigg, and says, "Hey, I'm having these dreams. I don't know what to do." Um, Odin travels to the underworld to talk to a, a prophetess, basically, and um, Frigg. In the meantime goes to every thing on the planet. Trolls, humans, rocks, different kinds of plants, bugs, birds, anything you can think of, and says, I need you to make a pact that you will not hurt my son ever. And everyone says, of course, we love Balder. Everyone loves Balder. He's, Balder is like guy. the embodiment of the sun. <laughs> He's like this beautiful, happy guy. All the gods love him. Um, but she, she comes back. The gods have a big celebration because Baldur is safe. And they, they do this by throwing things at him, which is very, <laughs> pretty funny. Um, Thor throws Mjolnir at him and nothing happens. They throw axes at him. They shoot arrows at him. Everyone's laughing because they bounce off Baldur. He's completely impervious to harm. Meanwhile, Loki, disguised as a woman, comes up to Frigg and says, oh, you got everybody to... Basically, you got everybody to agree to not hurt Balder. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I talked to everybody, but I didn't talk to Mistletoe because, you know, Mistletoe's so little and harmless. I didn't really want to bother him. So Loki 
decides to go to Baldur's blind brother, Hoder. Hoder wants to get on the action. He wants to throw stuff at Baldur too, because everyone else is having such a good time. Loki makes him a little dart out of mistletoe and says, here you go, Hoder. Get in on this. Toss this dart at your brother. And he does, and it kills Baldur. Very sad. Yeah, the gods weep. There's a funeral. Um, Thor Lucky. gets so mad he tosses a dwarf into the ocean. It's a tough time for everybody. Yeah, what the dwarf do? Jeez, it just got in the way, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes that's how it is with God. Sometimes it's just like he was upset. His, his little brother is is gone. You know. Yeah. Uh, and all of this kicks off Ragnarok, which is a whole another thing. But um, yeah. So mistletoe, unfortunately, is is part of the the downfall. See. I feel like that's a story that should be in the MCU. Like, I get that the mm. MCU, Thor, and Loki are just radically, radically so different, different characters. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Loki is not Thor's brother in the mythology. Right. The, but in the MCU, they've created this whole... I mean, the Marvel of the 1960s cannot get away from the we were brothers, you and I story. <laughs> like, yeah. all of their really big like emotional character beats or function around the idea that like we were brothers and you <laughs> betrayed me like every single one x-men spider-man and right thor loki thor. oh derek's derek's typing away with abandon he says Baldur <laughs> is in the comics i don't so, remember so. what kind of role he has in the comics i'm sure though. he's you know because there's there's several he dies he just he just dies. Is it well, by mistletoe? He dies and goes to hell, and he like marries uh, Carmilla the Norn Queen. He's got a whole side plot that he oh, that he's, he's got in the Simonson Thor run from the eighties. He he does go to um, Helheim in the lore, but his wife he's already married, and his wife so distraught by his death kill, dies and goes with him. So no, no Norn queens. There are no Norn queens. There are only three Norns, and none of them are queens. <laughs> They're like the like kind of like the Greek fates. Oh, okay. They Steve. weave the tapestry of of your life, basically. It just feels like th you got three brothers: Baldur, Thor, and Loki. And Loki, whether on purpose or by accident, kills the third brother. Like that's <laughs> that's family drama. Oops. <laughs> like yeah, does does Loki up. kill Baldur in the comics, Derek? Yes, it is Loki. Does it? Loki. <laughs> I haven't watched season two yet, but I hear it's very good. It is great. We just watched no spoilers, guys. We just watched the last episode, and it was fantastic. I just I've just seen a lot of TikToks of that that one shot of him Hiddleston just oh, looking at the camera with <laughs> deep Hiddleston emotion. I just see that screen cap everywhere. I'm like, I better watch this before I get spoiled for what happens. You're gonna get spoiled, so you gotta. I just gotta. You gotta go watch on. it. But um, TV shows are hard for me right now because you have to like pay attention to them. You can't do it. Your attention. I, is... I just often have to leave in the middle of a thing. You know, I watch. There's a 45 minute show. I get 20 minutes, and then I gotta go do something, or a kid needs something. And plus, also, we've discussed at length that like, if I'm going to consume a media, I want to feel good about it. So sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I feel bad halfway through a series because things are going bad. That makes me feel bad. <laughs> and then the other thing being like, I can't watch anything during the day that has any sort of 
uh, anything above PG happening. You know what I mean? Like, and there's mm. a lot of knife play anytime Loki is involved. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't want my son thinking knives are cool. He'll, right, he'll come right. across that. Yeah, he's little. He's, he, it's not <laughs> time for that yet. Yeah. Not, he'll definitely have his edgelord phase where he thinks knives are cool. But just because, like, that's life. But I don't need it to be when he's five. And he has a 18-month a, sister. A little sister running around. Yeah. He's going to show his little sister the cool knives. Check out my knives. <laughs> but Plus, uh, she does anything he does right now. She is so deeply in the, I saw you do that. I'm going to do that. That like you just would only need to pick up a knife for a single moment before she was like, "Me too." Anyway, <laughs> okay, okay. But if we're gonna have if we're gonna have Christmas beetle be a beetle, how can we fit this butterfly? Okay, so hold on, I gotta I gotta recleanse my brain of of, of, of Norse nonsense. <laughs> so. It's feeding on the mistletoe. Right. It's laying eggs on the mistletoe. Those eggs are becoming little dudes. Caterpillars. Little dudes. Yes, that's the one. Caterpillars <laughs> are eating the mistletoe. And then I assume eventually pupating on the mistletoe to become mm -hmm. butterflies to become begin this cycle adults. all anew. What's so kind they... of neat is the... So mistletoe is toxic. We cannot eat. We cannot yes. ingest mistletoe. Although it, I believe it is used in some... Remedies, I don't know how they use it, um, but it's toxic. I, I wouldn't do anything unless you're with a professional. Um, but the caterpillars can ingest these toxins and they're not good eats for birds. But what's kind of cool oh, is- Oh, interesting. Well, they don't engage in that flashiness that usually toxic bugs do, where they become like bright yellow or- uh a posmatism? Yeah! Yes, yes, two for one. <laughs> Gold star for Amanda today. I know, I keep bringing that one up and people are going to be like, Amanda, you've said it several times on this podcast correctly, but I always I always <laughs> want to add an R. I always want to make it a prosmatism for some reason. Like pro, Just like prose? Because you're yeah, used to poetry, maybe? Prose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, caterpillars being eaten mm -hmm. by birds. That's like the classic story right. right the early bird gets the worm although a worm and a caterpillar aren't exactly synonymous but <laughs> so are they nasty as caterpillars or are they only nasty as butterflies they're nasty as caterpillars oh, you don't want to eat them um and they take about 20 days to go from larva to pupa uh, or chrysalis when butterflies we usually call the pupa chrysalis which is very uh fancy i don't know why butterflies get their own <laughs> their own people's term because they're fancy people like them so they get their own mm -hmm. little thing right so we've got the two species the greater purple purple hair streak which hangs out on the american mistletoe and then we have johnson's hair streak which is in the pacific northwest it's a western species <gasps> so you guys I see i could find this hair streak you could and then send me photos because i've never oh. seen one in person um, and they prefer the dwarf mistletoe species, which are smaller. Um, <clears throat> but they, yeah, they pupate for about 16 days. Then they become adults. They mate around the mistletoe. They drink the nectar from its flower. Like really their whole life is involved in this one plant. 
which is why it's important to keep biodiversity and to conserve nature because you never know if you get rid of that one thing, maybe a whole species right. is reliant upon it, right? Yeah, you can't get rid of the parasitic mistletoe because we want to keep the butterflies. Yeah, everyone loves butterflies. No one ever suspects the butterfly. <laughs> and they have basic butterfly superpowers. Flights. Just, just and, uh, <laughs> beauty. Being gorgeous. Um, and poison. You don't want to eat them. They're pretty gnarly. So how do we fit this butterfly into our Christmas theme with our elf that is now a beetle <laughs> i don't i don't know actually uh this is this one's a little bit weird because we Wait. just wanted to we wanted to cover some christmasy things derek derek's insisting on hometown hunt but how okay okay how so the hair streak is going to be the hometown hunk I th- I, we may have to we may have to to ditch our elf because we, I now because I kind of want to make the hometown hunk the go- Christmas beetle and the career woman who needs to get back oh. to her roots <laughs> the hair streak the butterfly the hair streak butterfly that actually um, kind of works for terrible Christmas movies <laughs> she's become toxic with too much mistletoe do you happen to know why mistletoe <laughs> is kissing do you oh um that started uh so mistletoe generally uh, and the tradition started around the 18th century associated with good luck and if you hung it in your home but uh, apparently the uh, kissing part comes from the norse culture the old norse Uh, that's what that's what history channel has taught me um, that uh, men if they walked by a woman under mistletoe it would be good luck if she would give him a kiss and if she refused the kiss, it was bad luck. <gasps> so it comes from the Scandinavian folks. So many uh, of our Christmas traditions do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was also used to, to temporarily stop fighting. If you uh, put you put up mistletoe and all parties would have to adhere to peace until the mistletoe was taken down. So kind of like a little bit of a fight reprieve during the holidays. There's several stories of that, of the Christmas truce. Yeah. Yeah. This probably, I'm not sure if this tradition stems from when the Scandinavian peoples were pagan and then moved into Christianity. So the uh, Scandinavian countries are kind of the last countries to, to adopt Christianity. So I'm assuming this probably comes from that older tradition and then moved forward as their conversion through the conversion period there's several things like that where they were like hey we want you to come celebrate our religion now Mm because we've taken you over sorry um and but they don't want to give up their like old traditions right because who does who wants to suddenly because your family's been doing this for a thousand years yeah you love it you know you grew up doing this so to kind of ease the way they kind of adopted Mm -hmm. those things and gave them new new meanings new symbology but uh, I'm a I'm a scientist, not a <laughs> not a Norse historian. Um, that's so that's listen to this right now, going oh they got it all wrong. <laughs> How dare they? He's shaking his fist at us in anger. Um, but it is like a hobby of mine, so I know, I guess, a decent amount. How is so? You're gonna draw hair streak as the beautiful. So Christmas I'm kind of drawing woman. them in like 
a, a what I would assume is like a hallmarky pose of like the mistletoe above, and then they're like they're holding hands, looking at each other with love. <laughs> I'm trying to decide like how butterfly to make everyone. He's gonna be having. A, he has a Christmas sack to uh, represent his his beetle body, kind of similar to what we did with uh, dung beetle. I love it. It's gonna be very silly. So maybe not heroes, but very very silly. Maybe they're just they're just Christmas Christmassy bugs for Christmas. Bugs hero bugs need Christmas. Or you do you keep the beetle as the elf. And you do one uh-huh. of each for the hair streaks because there's two of them that eat mistletoe. Do one of oh, them okay. as uh, the hometown hunk, and the other one as the as the career woman who's coming home for Christmas to open a flower shop or whatever it was. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. I gotta, I gotta erase this sack. So we got a beautiful, beautiful purpley bluey one. Oh, this one's. Oh, this one's all the way blue. Okay, we're going to give her a cloak, or a scarf in this case. Scarf. <laughs> um, I've uploaded pictures of the gray hair streak to the Discord. That one, I think, should be the career woman. Yes. Okay, let me scroll, scroll up. Yes. That's the one. The gray one is the one we have around here as well. Yes. Even though they're brown. <laughs> yeah, very strange. She needs to find her color again because she's forgotten the magic of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, she's got to find that purple hair streak. You have to give her a purple streak in her hair. Oh, for sure. They're going to show that she's alternative. She's not a regular girl. <laughs> so, Amanda, um, do you you guys celebrate Christmas, I'm assuming? Yes. Do you have any particular traditions that you do in your family that you enjoy? Uh, we love zoo lights. We always make sure we make it to zoo lights, which is our local zoo, the Oregon Zoo. Uh decorates the zoo and lights <laughs> they're not the only ones to do it but we love it oh that's great and you, you guys go every year and they, i bet the kids love it yeah yeah uh we went to the zoo because we have a zoo membership so we went to the zoo not that long ago for the squishing of the squash which is when they give 300 pound pumpkins to the elephants and squish oh, that's them. so cute so we went for that uh in october and they were already putting up the lights you know because i gotta put up a, like, it probably takes a, count, a long like, time yeah yeah so we put up a million lights because you're counting each individual you know light bulb uh and they were already putting them up and ted was like oh i'm so excited we gotta go Aww. cousins are coming this year which we always really love so we're very excited oh that's wonderful i love that oh we go see we go see uh nutcracker often some years we miss but usually we go see nutcracker derek are you gonna come to nutcracker with i us? haven't been invited oh Oh. Well, mom likes to do it, have it be a girly thing. So Derek came one year because his his lady wife could not make it, and so he took her seat so there wouldn't be an empty seat. It was, it was quite the experience for Derek. <laughs> he had he had never before witnessed. <laughs> Is your wife going this year, Derek? I don't know. You're not uncertain of the plans. We've had other <laughs> things take precedent, like forefront of mind makes sense i'm looking to see if i have any pictures of the uh johnson's hair streak they're just very brown they're well, uh, not, in my phone yeah i may have oh, seen them in uh in my family we do well my my mom makes 
Polish food for breakfast, which my dad loves because my dad is, is American, but he's Polish American. So she makes kielbasa and pierogi um, and, like, and then like bacon and stuff and sausage for breakfast. And that's like the special Christmas meal. Uh, and then like, you know, Christmas dinner later on. Uh, but Joe and I usually go to my in-laws for a Christmas day. And then that's regular, regular American Christmas where no one is really Christian. We just have a tree. And, <laughs> yeah. It's just become you know. the mainstream holiday. Yeah. I, I like Christmas time. I feel like as a teenager, uh, Halloween was always my favorite, right? A little bit spooky, a little bit fun. And I yeah. still love Halloween. Love it. Uh, but as I get older, I feel like the Christmas timey things appeal to me more as my as I go down too. into my it's most great. basic form of, of basic mom, <laughs> <laughs> a basic busy who loves basic things. I'm like, I there's like nothing the basic lines. about you, Amanda. <laughs> I like I like giving my kids gifts and having to go, oh, wow. You know, I like but more than anything, I like my kids experiencing yeah, the Christmas yeah. things. You know, we walk through a light tunnel and their eyes are so huge. That is magical. <laughs> magical. And I love it so Aww. much. I love Christmas I love to give really is. I love to give gifts. I love giving people presents. So I like picking the perfect gift that uh someone didn't even know they needed or wanted and um yeah, it makes me happy to give. So I love buying gifts for Joe, and I like to get gifts for my brother and my parents. And feels good. Feels good, man. Feels good. And I buy gifts for my cats because, you know, they're your children. <laughs> they're my babies. <laughs> Although Finn got a new bed early because he needed one. So. Christmas bug, Christmas beetle, he comes out at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And then this bug is uh, our lady, our lady butterfly friend is coming out. Is she around at Chris at, at winter time or is she? No, just no, on the mistletoe? she's, she's on the mistletoe. So spring, summer when they're, when they're in bloom, uh, much like the rest of bugs. So I guess we can mention what happens to bugs during the, yeah, that, that was going to be my Christmas question. season. So other bugs it gets cold and they're gone mm -hmm. and we've talked a little bit about like bees the queen is the only one who really lives she finds a cozy spot and she's hunkered down and in the spring she restarts the hive she begins to have daughters aplenty mm -hmm. what are other bugs doing because surely a certain amount of them must survive because otherwise they would cease <laughs> <laughs> like so, a, a certain percent of the a percentage of them must be around. So where are they? Why am I not seeing them? So the there are three stages that bugs will, it's called overwintering, will overwinter. They'll overwinter as eggs. They'll overwinter as larvae. Uh, four, I guess. Some of them overwinter as pupa uh, or adults. So eggs, you'll see lots of eggs overwintering, mosquito eggs overwinter. Uh, some mosquito larvae will overwinter too, depending on how warm the water remains. Um, pupa, all kinds of things will remain in the soil, mostly in the soil as pupa. And then adults, well, ladybugs. Ladybugs overwinter as adults, sometimes in your house where you don't want them. <laughs> sometimes in a warm, cozy spot. 
Yeah, um, in between your, your siding, if you have vinyl siding, you might find ladybugs in there. Um, they're, yeah, so they're, they're usually either dead or overwintering in one of, one of those parts of their life cycle. So they're around, but you're never going to see them out and about because it's too cold. Uh, insects are called ectotherms, which means they get their heat from the outside environment. They cannot really produce their own heat with some caveats. Um, bees, we know bees can shake their, their wing muscles to generate heat. Uh, but for the most part, a bug is the temperature of whatever is around it. So if it's too cold, they can't, they literally can't move and they must go into what we call diapause. Uh, diapause is bug hibernation. Does that make sense, so it's, Amanda? It's, so it's, okay, so I know that like bats go into what's called torpor, torpor. which mm -hmm. is like low-key hibernation. So what is different? So what's different between hibernation and diapause? Or are they just, it's just mammals hibernate and bugs diapause? Yeah, it's mostly, uh, well, I think it has to do with how their, how their systems sort of shut down for the, for that time period. Um, our bodies are, are different and do different things. So it's more so this is a mammal thing and this is an invertebrate thing. Okay. But everything <laughs> slows. You can, their metabolism slows down. They're creating some enzymes that help them survive the cold. They're packing on the pounds before. So they have high, high levels of lipids, which are fats in their systems to keep them going through the winter. Uh, kind of like a bear. Bears usually have high fat storage as well. Right. They get they get real juicy right before they go <laughs> down. And they don't just, common misconception, they don't just sleep for three months. They're, they still wake up and do stuff. People always seem to think that they're just asleep oh, for 90 days. Yeah, bears wake up and do stuff. They, they just are spending all their time being sleepy, but not necessarily yeah. asleep. Well, we, we do have some, uh, some that hybrid hibernate or rest during the summer months instead of the winter. Um, that's like a whole other thing. That's uh, estivation or estivation, which would probably be a topic for a, another podcast. So is, is a cicada in diapause when it's like in the ground for seven years? No, they're, they're just eating. They're kind of just eating slowly until they're oh, adults. Okay. They're slow growers. So the answer to where are all the bugs is that they've all found a cozy spot to be warm. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if they get too cold, they'll literally become like little bug statues of like, help, help, help. Well, think of, think of Willie Bear who freezes. Yeah, he, he straight up freezes. freezes. That's wild to me. I know well, here we are <laughs> 30 episodes <laughs> later. And I'm still like, Wooly Bears, what is the deal? We love Wooly Bears. They're great. Oh, I got to give this guy flip flops. Hold on. <laughs> Does a hometown hunk always have flip flops? Is um, that how that I works? have given him what I consider to be the most heterosexual outfit, <laughs> which is I like flip flops wearing... are a part of that. Oh yes, because <laughs> because part of boy culture, which I am on the outside looking in, obviously, mm -hmm. is wearing shorts when it's radically inappropriate to do so. 
Meanwhile, it's cold. Why are you walking to school in shorts? It is December 17th. Put some pants on. Uh, so I've given him uh, board shorts, which is the shorts that go just below the kneecap. I've, I've also removed his shirt because I felt like that was also important to his hunkiness. Mm-hmm. Um, my my brother wears, uh, my brother's a, a, a bigger guy, and he wears shorts in December and a hoodie. And that is, he yes, calls yes, he calls it his he calls it his fat guy attire, his his <laughs> words not my words, um, but I call it every time I see yeah. a youth usually a youth wearing usually a black a black hoodie with basketball shorts I'm mm-hmm. like why are you why 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 <laughs> do boys do this <laughs> it's like Aren't boys wearing hoodies and shorts the other thing boys do is not ask each other about what's going on in their lives and then claim to be friends i will never understand i will never understand <laughs> oh joe broke up with his wife of 10 years oh no what happened i don't know <laughs> no I idea ask any, i didn't ask any follow-up questions then how are you friends i don't understand how do you do this <laughs> oh i have very i have um guy friends who are who aren't like that they very much good have nice relationships and talk to each other and and are emotionally there for each other which should be happening for everyone my husband is so good at the being there for you part um he is emotionally he'd give you the shirt off his back he Mm -hmm. has several times to his friends (laughs) my brother is like that yeah but you could not ask him what is going on in his friends' lives unless those friends volunteered that information to Cody. <laughs> like, if he happened to be talking to them and they're like, oh, by the way, Cody, I'm moving, or whatever. Oh, okay, great. Let me know when I can come over and help huck boxes into a truck for you. But unless they say that to him, Cody is not he does not prompt information. There's no, like, hey, how's it going? What are you up to right now? <laughs> it, it, I... I, I literally don't understand. I literally, because of my friends, like we're checking in with, maybe this is just girl world, but we're checking in on each other all the time. You know, we're like, hey, how's it going? Hey, you mentioned the other day you were thinking about maybe looking at housing listings. Let me know what, you know. What yeah, what's going about. on? You know, so that by the time they, they're moving, I've known that they've been thinking about moving for nine months, you know. Yeah, oh! yeah uh, my, my husband is does not like i think i talk to his best friend more than he does <laughs> sometimes it's, it's that way you know You know, it's just the way it is but my brother is like is more like me he's always checking in with his friends how you guys doing how are you feeling emotionally today do you need anything you know which is great and, like, and that's the thing is that like if you tell if if it he just has this mentality of like well if they wanted me to know they'd tell me and I'm like, not always. Sometimes it's hard to start that conversation about something you're going through. So this is this is my PSA to listeners. Ask your friends how they're doing <laughs> so that they have the opportunity to tell you without seeming because some people don't want to seem like this needy little like, yeah. oh, and then I uh, give them the chance. Open the door. Say, look, I care about you. I want to take some of, even if it's just the emotional burden of hearing you <laughs> vent to me about how much of a jerk your boss is. Tell me. I ask, want to uh, ask your friends what their favorite bugs are. Ask you should know that. What their favorite bug is. Who's your favorite bug? And who's their favorite dinosaur? I always get these. Yeah. Are like, As a kid, I had a favorite dinosaur. Now nobody asks, you know. 
Okay, I have popped Arts. a hometown hunk and a, <laughs> a a career woman into the Discord here. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I like the mistletoe. Uh, <laughs> very basic, very basic beezies happening over here. Very, yeah, it's very Hallmark Christmas special. He still has an Australian accent somehow, though. For he must. Sure. He absolutely must. <laughs> That's the hangers on from Christmas Beetle. Fantastic. <laughs> we love an Australian hometown hunk on Bugsy and Heroes. <laughs> Obviously. Like, they're all, you need something to make it you know, unique. This, this, this week on the Hallmark Channel, they're Australian. <laughs> she has to go to Sydney to see yeah, all fans, tell us tell us your Christmas traditions. We're into it. We or, want to or know. whatever um whatever December holiday you're celebrating down there. It's not always Christmas. Could I wonder it. if the the Yule Vakin has been burned down this year. Now I gotta look. <laughs> the Christmas goat so if you don't know, Kelly, there is a Christmas goat in Denmark. Mm -hmm. oh yeah uh, they burn them right? <laughs> yeah it's great it's burned down it's not meant to be burned down people just keep arsoning it <laughs> uh it is it is like old pagan tradition though to burn an effigy so i think it works it's nice i mean i'm not saying it's not Christmassy to burn it down oh it's in sweden i'm sorry i said sweden. denmark but it is in sweden I believe there's a Yulebach in all like many parts of Scandinavia. Right, but I think so, specifically fine. the one I'm thinking of, the one Sweden. that consistently gets burned down. I'm uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Krampus. Waiting for Krampus, Krampus to make a make an appearance. It's so funny to me. I've been so good, many, so I'm not worried. So many like these cryptid because I would I would qualify Krampus as a cryptid. Uh, have like made their way into other wholesome things the creepy the spooky girls will not rest until there is a creepy <laughs> creepy crawly thing in every holiday They're like oh you celebrate easter what about your easter sasquatch you know, like, what? what are you talking about well krampus is a little different because he's or they there are multiple krampuses there are, there are many Krampus. Uh, yeah are connected to <laughs> to the lore of the season um I have a little, I have like a, I have a Krampus card I got from Rose City Comic Con at some point a few years ago. I think it was maybe my first Rose City Comic Con. And wow. um, someone did beautiful art of Krampus and I keep meaning to frame it and put it up around Christmas time. Oh my that's, gosh. Okay. That's the kind of Christmas I'm into. <laughs> so the, the, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. The Gavla goat is the Gavla is the town and they have a running like on the Wikipedia page, a running list of the years it died and how it died. <laughs> it was dating back to 1966. Let me see how many times it survived. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So they've been doing it since 1966 and it survived without damage 16 times. Every other time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gone been, up in flames. Yeah, they have like a list. They have like method of destruction, fire, fire, smash to pieces, <laughs> stolen. Oh. Stole the whole goat. It's a big goat. It's a big I goat, mean, right? It is a, I, it's, I'd say, I'm sure they have the actual uh measurements on here somewhere but it's it's big it's got to be 20 feet tall 
I'd say 20 by wow. 20 easily. And so it's uh, stealing it would be impressive. I got to <laughs> say, you've really, you've taken the list to another level here by stealing it. <laughs> but mostly it burns down. That's great. I just, I just. I wish I've we had a big before. Yule bargain. I have, I have two. <laughs> I have two little Yule goats I put out for Christmas. They're made of yeah. We've got um, a couple Yule goats straw. that we put out. They're very cute. Uh, My cats try to eat them, so I have to put them in different places. Yeah, I used to make them with the kids when mm. I was an art teacher. I used to. We used to make them at Christmas time because it's it's a pretty easy craft, but it's yeah. a fun little cultural one of like, hey, this is because I was specifically like an arts and world culture teacher. Oh, okay. Um, so fun little thing and I, and I just love they love goats because goats kids love goats goats are adorable yeah <laughs> goats, goats are, right. goats are like adorable so little cute, menaces also yeah they're just menaces <laughs> they're just they have like, it's like goats and and geese are just like out to cause chaos wherever they can <laughs> there's a reason why it's the goat simulator and the untitled goose game and yes that's, that's the ones oh, yeah. they think it's because of those guys i think you could also you could probably do it with a crow you could crow. probably do it with a crow. I think you could add a crow to that list. I think you could, I think you could guest star a raccoon. I don't think raccoons <laughs> purposely cause havoc the same way. They're just trying to do what they do. Yeah, and havoc happens to be what they cause. <laughs> Whereas a goat wants the chaos. The goat is seeking the chaos. I think in the bug world that would be covered by yellow jackets. Yes, yes, <laughs> aggro. They're seeking to damage. That is what they want to cause. <sighs> Well, now I'm looking it. forward to the Christmas time, Amanda. Nicely done. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. I will come to your house and burn down all your goats. <laughs> no, my goats. <laughs> <laughs> or I will, I will just get a box of big old beetles and set them free in your house. Oh, the Christmas beetles. <laughs> I wonder how much of a menace they are. Again, Australia, please talk to us. They're a bit of a eucalyptus like menace. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like they're around. And the bugs are where you find them. As always, the bugs are where you find them. But I wonder how much of a menace they are. <laughs> the way that, like, sometimes ladybugs will be a menace here, but not, usually not too bad. All right. Happy holidays, everybody. Thanks for, thanks for being here with us. Whatever uh, holiday you celebrate or don't celebrate. Or don't celebrate. If you just need to take you a day gotta. where you sit on your couch with a blanket around you, drink some hot, hot cocoa. chocolate, put some whipped cream <laughs> on there, put some sprinkles on there. It's fun. You know, who's to judge you? Not me. Uh, I like to stir my cocoa with a candy cane. Ooh, nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They had, so they have these things where it's a chocolate spoon and then you stir oh, the chocolate yeah, spoon. Oh, yeah, and it makes and it, hot chocolate very fun i love what a device is introduced <laughs> to my regular eating things uh so whatever holiday you celebrate out there or don't take some time to snuggle yourself up get cozy and check in on your friends and let them check in on you don't try to don't don't think that they don't love you because they love you the same way we love you we love you we, do. we love you all right that's all goodbye Bugs Need Heroes was created by Derek Conrad and Kelly Zimmerman. Hosted by Amanda Allen Nide and Kelly Zimmerman. Bugs Need Heroes is produced and edited by Derek Conrad, with some assistance from Chelsea Bodden and a few cats. Character art is by Amanda Allen Nide. Our music is Ladybug Castle by Roll Music. Got a bug question? Email us at bugsneedheroes at gmail.com. Check us out at bugsneedheroes.com, and most of the socials are under Bugs Need Heroes. Thank you to the Entomological Society of America for the Chrysalis Fund grant.
fully if the bro code didn't exist i think john would already be cody's stepdad so. <laughs> that would make christmas kind of weird right 